there everyone it is miss jones here at sunday school special where biblical motivation leads towards spiritual dedication first off i'd like to apologize for the late publication of this episode and the student episode life happens and again i thank you for your prayers as i am praying for you all as well today's episode is the teacher's edition of sunday school lesson for July 19th, 2020, titled Israel Demands a King, coming from 1 Samuel 8 chapter, 1st through the 11 verses, and 18th verses through the 20th verses. The golden text is coming from 1 Samuel 8th chapter and 7th verse. I will read, preparing to teach the lesson, and guiding the superintendent. The reading of this lesson will begin after the bell. Preparing to Teach the Lesson One of the dangers Christians deal with is the desire to be like everyone else around them. After all, we are still human beings, and it is natural to want to fit in with our peers. However, this desire often comes in conflict with being faithful to the Lord. The desire for popularity should never overtake our zeal for the Lord. The world is never going to truly understand what makes us different as followers of Christ, but faithful Christians are going to stand out in a world that is hostile to Christ. Fitting in is going to be impossible if we want to truly be disciples of Jesus, because he and the world are moving in two totally different directions. Which direction do you want to take? The choice is yours, but there is only one wise choice. This week's lesson shows that seeking to be like everyone else is a dangerous endeavor. Today's aim, we're going to see the facts to realize that it is natural but dangerous to try to fit in with the world. The principle to learn that our desire as Christians should be to follow Jesus not those around us, and application to embrace God's call to be different from the world and shine like lights for Him. Introducing the Lesson Several years had gone by since Israel experienced a time of revival under the leadership of Samuel. By the time he was an old man, Samuel had no one to turn his leadership over to. The people had noticed that the nations around them had kings to lead them, and they started to want that for themselves. Why couldn't they be like everyone else? The fires of revival had seemingly been extinguished as the people were no longer satisfied with having God as their king. Samuel was a beloved figure in Israel, but the people were growing restless to replace him. Developing the Lesson Failure of Samuel's Sons Many years have passed between chapters 7 and 8, and we now find Samuel to be an old man. He had reached an age where judging all of Israel in his circuitous route had become very arduous. Okay, the word I pronounced it arduous is actually arduous, spelled A-R-D-U-O-U-S, arduous. The definition of arduous is involving or requiring strenuous effort, difficult 
and tiring. That is the definition of the word arduous. They did their judging from Beersheba in the southernmost part of Israel. Samuel may have had, well, I'm going to go ahead and probably edit this. I'm going to read that sentence again with the word arduous. He had reached an age where judging all of Israel on his circuitous route had become very arduous. So he named his sons as judges over Israel. They did their judging from Beersheba and the southernmost part of Israel. Samuel may have had good intentions in naming his sons as judges, but there were a couple of problems with doing so. First, no dynasties ever developed from previous judges. God raised up leaders at divinely appointed times, but the role of judge was not something that was passed on from one generation to the next. Second, and worse, Samuel's sons were not men of integrity like him. They took bribes, which led to abusing their roles of power. Justice was not served, and the severity of their corruption was so great that the people demanded action from Samuel. Israel Demands a King The elders of Israel had every right and responsibility to confront Samuel about the behavior of his sons and to demand new leadership. There is absolutely nothing wrong with their stance against the corruption of Samuel's wicked sons. The problem was in their proposed solution to the crisis. Instead of asking Samuel to seek the Lord for a replacement, the elders of Israel demanded that he appoint a king for them. To make matters worse, the reason they wanted a king was to be like the other nations that were around them. After all, everyone else had a king. Why should Israel be any different? Samuel was greatly agitated by the people's demand, so he went to the Lord. God reminded him that they had rejected him, not Samuel. The elders failed to realize that they already had a king. God was their king, and they rejected him. Samuel was getting just a taste of the rejection God had repeatedly endured from Israel since bringing them out of Egypt. God told Samuel to do as the people had demanded. If they wanted a king, they would get a king. The lesson for us to remember in this is to be careful of what you pray for, because you just might get it. At God's direction, Samuel warned the elders that the king they wanted would further pervert justice and make life much more difficult. For starters, he would draft their sons and force them to serve in his military, a move that would surely cut short the lives of many young Israelite men. The people reject Samuel's warnings. Samuel informed the people that their king would be an overbearing ruler who would not look out for their best interests, but rather for his own. Hmm. Furthermore, God would not answer them when they called out to him for relief from their king's oppression. God is not a genie in a bottle who appears whenever we need something or get in trouble. He is to be feared, revered, worshipped, and obeyed. Alright, so I said the word revered, but it's actually, re it's, it is, I'm sorry, a little tongue-tied right now. 
Uh, I said revered, but the word is actually revered. It is pronounced revered, and revere is a verb word, which means to feel deep respect or admiration for, in this case, for God. And that is the word revered. God wants a daily relationship with us, not one out of convenience or need. Samuel failed to persuade the people to abandon their desire for a king. Instead, they became more solidified in their insistence for a royal leader. They wanted a king to fight their battles, a king who would make them like other nations. This would prove to be a disastrous demand, one they would soon regret. Illustrating the lesson. People turn to governing leaders to rule over them, but God is the supreme ruler that men must ultimately submit to. In concluding the lesson, it is dangerous and unwise to reject God's leadership in exchange for a human ruler. This is not to say that we are not to be obedient to our governing authorities. Christians should be good citizens in every way. However, we must also realize that our ultimate allegiance belongs to God and God alone. The elders of Israel were right to reject the leadership of Samuel's sons, but they were wrong in their proposed solution, which was to have a man as king and not to have God as their king. Anticipating the next lesson. In next week's lesson, Israel gets the leader they asked for as Saul from the tribe of Benjamin is anointed the first king of Israel. He was not, however, as willing to take the job as they had hoped he would be. Huh, and that's actually quite interesting to me because I did not think that he didn't want the job at first. That is quite interesting. Learn something new every day. So, now I'm going to go ahead and read Guiding the Superintendent. Just as Israel had transitioned from the leadership of Moses to Joshua, and then from Joshua to the judges, the nation later reached another transition point from the judges to a monarchy. The rule of the kings would continue until the Babylonian captivity, when the monarchy would be suspended until the final and rightful king promised by God would be installed on the throne of David. We live in that time of hiasis, and we look forward with great eagerness to the triumphant return of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we are getting ahead of ourselves. This week's lesson is about the crisis of leadership in Israel as the people rejected what they had and expressed their desire for a change. They didn't just want any change. They wanted to go in a certain direction to fit in with the world around them. Devotional Outline Samuel's Bad Choice The people had an elderly judge, Samuel, and his two sons, whom he had installed as judges. We are not familiar with the sons' conduct prior to their entering the position, but we are told that as judges they were a disaster. Their main fault seemed to be a love of money, which led to their acceptance of bribes in return for favorable, even if unjust, judgments on behalf of the briber. They were not godly men and were far from the kind of men that should be in leadership. Why were they judges? 
The simple answer is that it was a bad decision made by the elderly Samuel. They were not chosen by God, but by their father, whose judgment was probably clouded. Israel's Bad Attitude The feeling of the elders of Israel likely mirrored those of the public. Rejecting crooked leaders was not a bad thing, but the people's rejection of Samuel's sons became a convenient excuse to create a system more similar to the other nations, a monarchy. Unfortunately, rushing the implementation of this system strayed away from God's appointed system of judges and ultimately from God himself. Disheartened, Samuel sought solace in the Lord. Perhaps surprisingly, God told him to do what the people wanted and not to worry about their demand because it was God they had rejected and not Samuel. He then told the elders what they should expect from a king. Israel's Bad Demand The people were told they would one day come to regret living under a king and would look to God for help. But in that day, God would not listen to them. Even with that warning, the people insisted on having a king so they could fit in with the nations around them. The sin nature within a person encourages us to submit to the devil's wiles, which often leads to turning against God's ways to go one's own way, regardless of where that might eventually lead. God's will and God's way is best, but too often the world presents a more attractive picture or offers an instant gratification that is hard to resist. And that will conclude our reading of the teacher's edition for the Sunday School lesson, July 19, 2020, titled, Israel Demands a King, coming from 1 Samuel, a chapter, 1st through the 11th verses, and 18th verse to the 20th verse. With the golden text coming from 1 Samuel, a chapter 7th verse. Thank you so much for your listening time and support. I'd like to let you know again, I apologize for the tardiness of publishing this episode and the student edition episode. As stated, life does happen. However, the Lord is always happening. <laughs> so this is a great thing. I thank God for giving me the strength to do this podcast in order to share the word of the Lord with others that even I may not know, but will be happy to get to know in the future and learning and listening to my voice. So, with that being said, next week's lesson is going to be the first king of Israel, whose name is Saul, as most of us probably know, and it's going to be for July 26, 2020, and the title of that lesson is Saul Anointed King. And again, the first daily reading titled, First Impressions of Saul will be coming from 1 Samuel 9th chapter, 1st to the 14 verses. Again, thank you for your listening support. And I pray that the Lord is watching over you and your family. But also watch as well as pray. Okay? So, this is Miss Jones here at Sunday School Special, where biblical motivation leads towards spiritual dedication. Thank you. And God bless.